Welcome back, guys. I prepped this episode without the other two knowing the questions. I hope it turns out pretty special, um, <laughs> at least for one of us. So we haven't spoken in a while, the three of us. We have officially reached a new milestone in our friendship because we finally met in person. We, as in dad, met Jacqueline in Shanghai, and I finally met Jacqueline in Hong Kong. So I sometimes worry when I prep these like more personal episodes because I think about the consequences of being so honest online and maybe it might come back and bite me in the ass one day. But at the same time, there's something really like freeing and magical about being vulnerable. And I hope that maybe one day we'll go back and like listen to this episode and see how much we have changed. Um, so I'm going to start off there. Okay, so how do you guys each feel about being so public and putting yourself out there? It goes first. Yeah, I go first. Yeah, you. Whoever wants to go first. You're you're the most awake. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's the easiest for me because I don't have the like first of all social media profile of uh, both of you. Um, yeah. So I wouldn't say like I'm that public, but with the way things, you know. I also what we have to bear in mind is that social media has significantly changed, like in the last just in three, four years. It's such a fast-paced arena, right? So the way I even regard my Instagram and and profile is just completely changed. I mean, I don't even have a Facebook now. I don't even have the app. Mm -hmm. There's just one less thing to deal with. So, yeah, I'm, I don't feel that... If anything, actually, this podcast, because we do get personal on it, when you look at Instagram and stuff, it's just pictures and, and like what? Mm -hmm. 10 sentence max caption but on this podcast we do really get personal and we always forget that we are actually recording sometimes and we're just talking really really personally um but uh thankfully you know the listeners that come up to me whenever they do they just say we love the podcast and they don't really talk about the episodes and thank that's great because like half the episodes i can't even remember <laughs> you know like mm. They, they refer so on the other occasion where someone has said like, oh, um, you know, that episode where you said, I was like, no, I can't remember that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, do you know what? Because I think all of us meet so many watch collectors, either through our hobby and me through my work, especially now. It's really good to have just the two of you that were there at the start, know me how like I really am. Um, know me not through social media and that's really actually refreshing it's like a it's like a really safe zone in a way you know where you can come back and you just know that person knows you and you can be whatever you can be a dick sometimes you can just say what you want to say to that person you want to say like yeah can you just leave me alone or can you just like can we go there and eat or something like this you know it's pretty mm -hmm. like honest um mm -hmm. Yeah, so I guess this is kind of leading to the fact, you know, as you mentioned, we met Jack for the first time. And mm. I don't know what it was like for you, Jack, but it just felt like it didn't even feel that weird. Like it just, you turned up, we sat down, did our thing. I didn't think there was a difference in the energies that we share on the podcast to you actually being there in real life. It's absolutely crazy that is when you actually think about that because we've been doing this podcast for three years, so we've not actually met you physically for three years. Um, and it was fantastic, actually, especially when 
you got your watches out in the lobby. Um, and I saw those pieces in the flesh and I really could see, um, you know, you had that immediate bonding, like friendship thing through watches, you know, that common denominator, which is watches, right? Um, and I could really feel your passion in the watches. And I, and then you could really, I hope you could really feel like, oh, Daniel's taste a lot stronger, you know, how I interpret watches, you know, when I see them. And I think if it wasn't so late, we could have just like spent the whole night just just there, just talking about watches. So yeah, it was like almost one o'clock, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was it was just I wish there was more time, like that you had spent more time in Shanghai and we'd like done other activities. Um you know, like you guys got up to in Hong Kong. Yeah, I, I'm going to tell you about that later. It's too funny. But Jack, um, what about you? <laughs> uh, okay, so real talk first. Um, I think when, and we'll talk about this like later about my experience in Hong Kong, but I had like a real shock when I was walking in, what's the mall like i don't even Landmark. know what it's called. Oh, God. Landmark. and then um i was there and then and then i was just browsing around and then i was like oh that's wrist check like austin's shop is here mm-hmm. and then i walked past it thinking yeah i'll because i was with my mom and then um I'll, i i walked past it thinking i'll come back later maybe by myself and then i maybe took like 10 steps and I was like no I have to go like I have to go see it right now so then when I went back I met this guy who uh is an avid listener of ours and then he said hey like so crazy you came back because I saw you coming down the escalator and I was like what like you you knew my face <laughs> like and then he was like yeah we list i listened to the waiting list podcast so that was like the first time that um someone spotted me but then there have been occasions where oh he said this he said you have a very familiar voice which um then he said i saw you coming down the escalator i knew who you were but then that was the first time and then there were multiple occasions where people were like oh yeah i noticed your your voice which is just absurd and 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 crazy, um, but since we are doing real talk, like I agree with what Dan said, being social media has changed, and there are times when I just don't look at my Instagram or like WhatsApp or WeChat mm-hmm. for days, and especially Instagram, right? Because you still have to get in contact with your friends through iMessage and whatever. Mm-hmm. But then there are sometimes when I'm like doing stuff and I just don't want to look at Instagram because the um, the feeling of FOMO is actually real and it's kind of ironic when you're trying to av- avoid it but that you f- you still feel it ingrained inside of you so I, I have uh, moments where I'm like okay I have this thought like hey I haven't posted a story in a while maybe I should post something which is just so funny and then I do post something because I feel like okay I haven't been active in a while and, and um and people do DM me to ask like how I'm doing or where I've been. So I, I have to be honest that there are moments more often than not that I, I get that recurring thought and 
again, being completely honest here. Um, and I do wonder how it would feel like to be completely disassociated or detached um, for that period of time without having that thought come back, um, which I haven't yet experienced. So um, not to say that having the thought annoys me or is like a burden, but it's just something that happens subconsciously that you um, think about before you even realizing that you have thought about it. Mm-hmm. Other than that, being semi-public, I mean, I I don't think, I think it's definitely um, uh, more, f- there's more pros than disadvantages, like, because sometimes I just don't even let the negative stuff get to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then sometimes you do. So it depends. It's like who you are associating yourself with. And then um, I, I have to say, I recently, and I'll round this up, um, was in a trip where I met this fantastic individual who invested a lot of time researching watches and he has no social mm-hmm. media. Mm-hmm. And all of them all of the people reach out to him via email and he's just like in his own world. And I do admire that. So mm. maybe I'll, I'll get to be closer to that one day. Mm. Okay. That was a good answer. Um, so I wanted to, what Dan, you kind of answered. I wanted to know what it was like to meet Jacqueline. Well, Jacqueline, I want to know what it was like to meet Dan and what it was like meeting me. Like, was it exactly how you expected? Yeah. I think so. So like going back to what Dan said, it was um it was so weird because I mean, cuz now we're looking at each other through the screen again, which is mm. what we've done like a thousand times. Um and then but meeting in person didn't feel awkward. It was just it, it, it all the energy was right and the chemistry was the same but it was like i had to pinch myself that this is actually happening mm. um, oh, really yeah because it, it it was weird like we didn't really sit, like we didn't meet sit down and be like oh yeah weird like we didn't do that it was just like meet sit down and then we started chatting about random stuff mm-hmm. so we kind of skipped um a step there but the step, um, I think it was natural to skip, and it's something that um, is meant to be self-reflected, like upon, you know, after you you part ways or or talking about it now. But um, we did skip that part, and I, I again being completely honest, I did have some occurring thoughts. I was like, wow, like this is actually happening. I think I probably told you, um, Lung directly. Like I was like, wow, this is like we're, we're actually hanging out together but then with dan it was just like we met at night we went to a cigar place um and then we started chatting like started eating stuff he ate like 12 chicken wings and then we went to my hotel to check out some watches and then the night was was done and then it was just like so it flew by the, t- the time absolutely flew by um and it didn't feel it didn't feel out of place. It didn't feel unnatural. It was just, but at the same time, it is like a weird thing to do. Um, Cause I've never met people 
that like in person after so long chatting just online we usually right. meet mm. like after a few weeks or, or months mm. um with long long it was um oh my god we need to talk about yeah, i mean it's just epic <laughs> no it, it's because i literally <laughs> i i felt like i was high on crack yeah me too it was like <laughs> i was on e track. Yeah, it was like rushing through yeah. the whole day. Like so many things happened. Yeah, the entire time. But then even before meeting Lala, I had so many weird things happen to me that I was just like, is this even real? Like what is happening right now? So Hong Kong for me that day was just like, huh? Like I'll just follow wherever you guys are leading me because too many things have happened in such a short amount of time that I'm like, yeah, anyways, we'll, we'll talk about it. Are we going to talk about it later? Or yeah. Okay, so... Okay. Hang, on a, minute, hang yeah. on a minute, hang on a minute. Before before we go on to that, yeah, you yeah. asked us the question about being in the public, but actually yeah. I'm really intrigued to hear your answer. Because oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah, I'm really intrigued to hear your answer, basically, yeah. About, well, I... Like, the thing that Jacqueline explained just now about being like, I wonder what it feels like to just, like, not even think about Instagram... If it's finally happened that some days I'm like, did I even like I didn't even touch Instagram and it wasn't deliberate. Mm. It was just like, yeah. whoa, I finally am like completely off it. And yeah. uh but then I realized that I still have this really bad habit that if I'm in a group environment and was searching for something, like say a watch, right? Instead of going onto Google, like I'll check the reference on Instagram. Or yeah. we'll be talking about someone and then you have to pull up that profile to be like, no, he has this. But yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I never have the urge anymore because I think in the beginning it was super exciting because whatever you storied, whatever you posted, it actually turned into a decent conversation. So even if I posted a cigar, some crazy cigar person I've never connected with will be like, what is the profile of this? Blah, blah. And then we just kept like talking and it was interesting. But after a while, two things happened. One, the the ones that stayed where the conversation was good, either we moved off IG into text or um, just the the number of people that uh, like sent emojis or like reacted just got too big that it just stressed me out to be like, whoa, I have to open all of them. And then instead of opening it, I would just be like, oh, okay, I need to close the app. <laughs> Because it became like a to-do kind of list, like replying emails, and it just stressed me out. And every time you replied one, that person would, would reply, and then it'll get pushed up again to the top of the list. And it's just like, no. <laughs> like, yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it's good now. I mean, like, literally, I use IG. I reply some of Jacqueline's, like, animal videos, and then, like, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> So what you're saying is, so yeah. I found that I found something very similar to you as well. Yeah. I, I feeling I'm probably reaching at the same limit as you, which instead of the, the Instagram, the social side isn't really doing it for me because I'm either meeting them offline, right, and that's plentiful enough. Mm -hmm. But then it still acts as a tool, so mm -hmm. I see it more like a business tool or a communication tool to get a certain message out to. Mm -hmm to to like especially with my work now so that's mm -hmm. really how i see it and I, I don't really i used to worry about oh what would people think if i put this but then i've got enough decent friends now yeah like mm -hmm. offline to not give a shit mm -hmm. you know yeah. yeah okay so i want to talk about this thing that happened when jacqueline came <clears throat> um it's 
it just sounds totally irrelevant and it's not sponsored. But then me and Jacqueline went to this escape room and it's called Lost and it's in Causeway Bay. And um, my point that I wanted to say was that this this one section, like you and your friends have to split up and you have to sacrifice one person. And that person needs to go into this like prison and lock herself or himself in with a skeleton and the other two or three or whatever have to solve the other side so that she could come out again so I just want to say Jacqueline I'm like super proud of you for volunteering yourself up <laughs> <laughs> in there I'm and super proud like, of you guys yeah. for streaming your uh your lungs out <laughs> like okay Dan you, I just have to explain this part like so she's like locked in there with the skeleton who basically is uh, this old uh, professor who died and then he's like dried up. So he's in skeleton form. And then by Jack- complete skeleton form. Yeah. And the Jack- light complete. Flesh. No, complete. And for us to like eventually open that prison door thing, the gate, we have to shout until like they pick up the decibel and our voices like it's loud enough. Oh, sorry. To keep shouting and shouting. <laughs> pair that with the fact that long and i went with like long's friend who refused to even step inside the room to look at the skeleton yeah so it's like trying to solve without like being in the room and famously like asking for clues um was it it an option not to have jack there because like your friend i'm pretty sure like no. no, and long long you would you to. have gone in with a skeleton? No, well, we were just like, yeah, we're not leave to go. The wild thing is, the wild thing is, before we even started the game, Long's friend was like, Hey, how scary is this? Because I, I swear, like, if this is scary, <laughs> and then they're like, No, it's not really scary. And then she was like, Is there any part where you have to be alone? And then he was like, Yeah, there's one part, and then both of them, okay, Jack. <laughs> yeah okay jack it's you will be so then when it came to that part of the game like it kind of became like just all accepted beforehand that i was gonna be the one um which is you know fine because like i'm i'm happy to do that but it, what was even funnier is that we didn't actually know how to finish the task like yeah. who would have guessed that you have to keep shouting until like the 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 what is it like the on the the volume or or the the times that you shout shout like turns on the light and it's supposed to go from red to green like who would have thought it was well i would i would have assumed someone from harvard that's exactly what i thought dan so this whole time (gasps) i was like this is easy i'll just rely on jacqueline yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you mentioned that. How much you did you spend on your okay. degree? Like it better no, be worth no, something. No, no. At least you should be able you, to get out of an you, escape room. No, you mentioned that the no. first one was easy. Okay, even though the first one was the most difficult. We then, yeah. after dinner, went back to play a second round. And I swear to God, whoever invented that game, yeah, is was high. <laughs> like okay, like there is no way. Like love. You know, even after I, I, I've been having flashbacks, like even if your parents' lives were on the line and you were given oh, this task, they would, you would die. Not because, have yeah. Okay, but because you know what how- I noticed about the playing escape room with like friends, right? Is that especially if you want to talk about watches, it just shows you so much about how deta- detail like orientated some people are. So uh-huh. by the second round, we added uh, the sign a watch guy, so Chester, right? And there are a bunch of clocks on the on the wall. 
and we're uh and then we're like figuring out the time because the theme was that we were in an art uh, a museum and then pieces were stolen and there were two thieves and they came at whatever time left at the same time so we're looking at the time and instead of being like which two clocks show the same time or whatever this guy was like okay so if you look at the logo because they cover up the logo of the clocks right say it says seiko so they have to use a piece of paper to cover it but obviously yeah. some of the seiko fonts were more stretched out and some were more condensed like the width so he'll be like okay yeah. so this one is like this and that one's like that yeah and i was yeah. like no this is just the quality of this room like the game it's like we're in hong yeah. kong right? but he was yeah. on this and i just thought god he's so like detail orientated he was also <laughs> focusing on the different types of hands. yeah yeah and he's just like super focused <laughs> on things which do not help us like progress when at all. the hint was look at the time like literal time yeah. Yeah, and he was like looking at the shades of the clocks and the the shadows that the fonts made. Like, yeah, I swear to God, though, but if my life was on the line and I had to solve that room, I would have died. Like, there was no way I could have guessed that the 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 finger the handprints, like you had to form with your body to guess the alphabet. Like, there was no logical way or rational way for me to think about that so yeah i would have died but I also, after this podcast i think yeah. the escape room will have to change the game now yeah i know they have to but i have to okay so there's one part where it's like uv light and then there's handprints and then you oh have to put God. your handprints onto the onto the wall and then match it and your footprints right and then from like jacqueline said the body shape then you have to figure out these letters and i remember so well that because we were ordering chester around like you go stand there you can go you go do it and there was one part he was like this just like facing the wall okay and i just thought is that an o <laughs> like i just like how can you tell from his body shape like what is he yeah literally <laughs> it was against the wall two yeah. hands on the side yeah, yeah. it was just like this <laughs> yeah so, so hang on what letter was it i don't even remember i don't i think it was a t a t yeah. it's not the easiest thing to do like no just but no dude like there were like w's there were h's yeah. okay. and like for, first of all the room was very dimly lit and some of the footprints or, or handprints you couldn't even spot on the wall because the wall had like wallpaper and, co and covered so even if you found the handprints who would have thought, like, yeah, sure, I'll place my hand and my feet on the prints. But who would have thought that, like, I need to guess what letter your body is forming? And then there are multiple letters to be formed around the room. How do you know which order of the Because le it's not a word. It's just random letters. It's not like a crossword puzzle where it's actually a word. So you first have to think, okay, yeah, let me place my body part on this. Second, hmm, I wonder what letter my body part or body parts are forming. And then third, just let me guess the order of the letters to break the, the, the clue. And that was not the most, like, no, no, don't place. I don't know what it is oh, in, in English. The, the, the last one, oh my God. And by the way, we had, like, our time had expired. So yeah. I just failed right but re we we refuse to um you know give up so we're just like shamelessly <laughs> calling the yeah, guy exactly. yeah and, and the guys i i cannot talk to you anymore <laughs> yeah and then the yeah. last part is i don't even remember like what game it was it was like a um, 
it was like a checkered game, but then it was like a specific word. And then we had to arrange these toys on the checkerboards. And there was only one way that was the correct way. And yet, like the clue, we, we, we could have, there were loopholes in the clue. So when the guy finally came because he had enough of us and they were closing, <laughs> um, it was also pouring rain outside. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was like, you have to do this. And then because of this, and then we're like, what? Like, yeah. How does that make any sense? And we were even thinking about it on the taxi home. Like, I, if you, even after him, like, showing us that, and you told me to um, form, like, reform what he just showed us, I would not have been able to do that because it made no sense to me. Yeah. But I'm just dumb. So, um, yeah. What a night. Yeah. So, and the main point is that I heavily relied on her because I was like, well, Harvard. But then I also thought, damn, if something really happened to me, the way my friend just refuses to get into that room because it's a skeleton, right? I was like, this is really telling like what kind of person she is if I'm in danger. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. so, so Jack, after, yeah. after so long, right? Obviously did the escape room and stuff, but what was your experience? You know, because it was a long time since you've even been back to, to China, right? So yeah. what was your experience back in Asia, you know, after being, you know? To be honest, my summer was a blur <laughs> because I felt like I spent the majority of my summer in Canada. And then when I was back in Asia for the rest of the time, I was just, I mean, I was home. I was spending time with family. I was visiting friends. I was flying around, like, seeing relatives and then I went back to Hong Kong. Um, so really, like, it was fun to catch up with old friends and um, some of the friends I had not seen for three years. And um, we had some talks at night, and it was quite emotional because um, we we talked about how... So, so I haven't seen this friend in over three years, and she... Um, has started her own company like that's under her dad's conglomerate and it's a lot of pressure because she's so young and then we were um just chatting and she's like you know i'm, I'm so happy to be here with you i don't want to cry and then i was like what do you like don't cry like are you gonna cry and then she started crying and i'm like oh no like don't cry we're, we're having such a good time why are you crying? Like, are you okay? And she said, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm fine. It's just seeing your face again in person has reminded me of what my life was like when I was still in school. And now that I'm seeing your face again in person, I'm just reminded that I, I can never go back to how my life was like. And obviously she's had, you know, a lot of difficulties and experienced a lot of ups and downs. Um, and it just puts you into perspective. So meeting friends was was really fun and, um, you know, hanging out with, with family. And I basically just chilled at, at home, um, spending time. Um, and then when I went to Hong Kong, I guess I can, yeah, talk about it. Um, that was like the most, I felt like if my entire summer in china was a blur if i was like high on drugs then the hong kong trip was definitely the 
the climax of my high because that entire morning and that entire day was just nonstop adrenaline and stimuli. So right before I met Lung, um, I ran into like, oh my God, it was so weird. And, and, and then Lung kept on telling me like, it's not weird. It's just you're in Hong Kong. But then yeah. for me, it was just such an out of body experience. And I don't know if people listening to this one understand because I think <laughs> when I messaged Lung before I met her, she was like, what are you like? What's happening? Because I was like screaming at her, like, I need to tell you something. And it just turned out to be like, I saw someone who I didn't expect to see. And then she was like, yeah, so? I'm like, but no, but do you understand? Like, I was walking down the street. I, out of the blue, turned to look at something because I was walking. And then there he was. And he was waving at me. So it looked, it seemed like, it felt like a dream. Like, you don't get to experience that here, and then outside. Have you told Dan like, like what it is, like who it was, like who it was? Yeah, no, Dan knows. Oh. And then right after that, I met Lung, which is like another out of body experience because it was like, okay, I'm meeting her for the first time in over three years. Yeah, yeah. And then right after that, we went to grab coffee, and then Lung's like, "Hey, that's Mark's shop." We went in there, turn around came out and then 20 seconds later mark showed up which now like of course it makes sense because it's his shop like if he, he's gonna be there but then it was just like okay i just met this one person i didn't expect to see i met lung who i just saw for the first time i met like mark again who i didn't expect to see i met another friend who i didn't expect to see and then when lung and i went eat to <gasps> eat that was insane yeah, well, i saw my mom yeah who I didn't know what she was doing there. Like yeah. literally, she walked in and I was just like, that's my mom. <laughs> and I just <laughs> stared at her until she realized that we were there. Yeah. And I think she was scared. Like even she was in shock, right, Long? Yeah. Because she didn't expect to see me there. And then we're just like, like, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, am I dreaming? <laughs> and then she went out and then I met Chester. And then we played all these like escape rooms. So like this entire day was just one stimulus after another. Um, like I'm so I think, um, like do I you think, I'm trying to get the point I, across. It yeah, I understand what day. you. I, I I totally understand what you're, you yeah. you mean and why it would be because you you don't, you don't know Hong Kong that well. And what you're actually well, saying is Hong Kong is really small. Right? <laughs> okay, so I and realize that, that now. The Hong Kong is really people. small. Yeah, and then at night in the evening, um, we went to drink at my hotel, and then I I bumped into um, um, two more people at the hotel, like two of my friends. This is so, and then we bumped yeah, so, into. So, so, so you know when Long Long says like, I don't want to say this place because you know then it'll be not as good anymore. You know, like mm -hmm. her cigar place, right, or yeah. like certain so restaurants, now I right? Yeah, yeah, now you know why, right? It's wild. So people who are listening, if you haven't been to Hong Kong, like, then you won't understand. But it's one of those, it's super small. You will bump into people you didn't expect to bump into. And then the third realization is everybody's wearing a watch. I remember, like, at one of the earliest episodes we recorded with Lung, we were talking about Hong Kong and stuff. And she's, and then I think maybe we we're talking about different trends in, like, between Singapore or Hong Kong or china or uh whatever and then lung said you know hong kong is one of those places where even if your salary is like three grand you will pay like 
10 grand for a watch because um people are not gonna go home like go, go, probably go back to your home because everybody lives in smaller apartments so their only way to express themselves is um jewelry bags and watches and going back again after you know six seven years and being interested in watches now i started realizing like all these people wearing like rolexes Rolex, nautiluses um, even when we were eating the duck, like there were people, so many people wearing Rolexes. And then when we were at the mall, IFC mall, Lung, we were just walking, right? And then Lung was like, you know, this is the mall that I was telling you about that you will see like 10, 10 Birkins in two minutes. I was like, you're bluffing. And then it's almost like a filmed scene in a movie right after she said that. We started looking and I think we saw like four in a row. Yeah, yeah. Just from the span of walking 50 meters. It was wild. Like so now I understand um the the you know how people dress or what they the importance they place on accessories. Mm-hmm. Which is you, you never get that in the States. Not even New York, not even LA. You would not see that unless you're in Beverly Hills or something. Mm. Yeah, everything's very concentrated in Hong Kong. It's in wild. that small place, yeah. But mm. I, th- I thought what was really funny was you called me up and said, Dan, Dan, talk to the taxi driver. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, what, why, why, what? Because you, you're telling me like you come to pick this watch up. And I was like, I just gave you the address. It's like literally next to your hotel. You don't need oh to catch God. a taxi. Yeah, and then she caught a taxi. She's like, caught a taxi. Yeah, and, and then I realized that in Hong it's... Kong there are taxis that only are on the Kowloon side. Yeah, yeah. And they refuse to come back. So then, so she went to West Dan had to talk to the taxi driver to convince him to at least drop me oh in a place God. where I can get one to the Hong Kong side. Um, yeah, but the funny thing was, I talked yeah. to the guy. Like, like I said, goes, this ent- and this was right before I met Long. So yeah, as you can see, funny. my entire day that day was just. No, what's the funny thing was about that, of, that, um, of events. that taxi um, ride was... Uh, and then I, I met Chester, him, we had dinner. I said to him, like, can you take Jack back to Ice Street, back to the office? Yeah. And he said to me, what? I've just, that's where I picked her up from. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how come I can't hear literally... you? What? We can, we hear, can hear you. I can't hear you. I can hear you. <laughs> can you okay. hear me? Wait, I can't hear you. You can know you what? Me? I swear, she's like. No, I'm not like gonna get the shit. For having shit internet now. N- yeah, no, you you should <laughs> shit on her today. But I'm telling you, like, there's some kind of spy software. <laughs> Right, I'm, I'm gonna finish the story while she's like yeah. trying to figure that out. Okay. Right? So basically, okay, well, yeah, hear you now. Yeah. what happened? Nothing will bitching about you. Yeah, so I'm gonna just carry on this story. I don't know if you long will have to edit it a bit. So yeah, I talked to the taxi driver, and he tells me, I tell him, can you take her back to I Street where the offices are, so she can pick up a watch? And then he said, uh, uh, yeah, but that's where I picked her up from. So I was like, so you literally were right outside the office, caught a cab to West Kowloon, and then, you know, only have to go back again. I was just like, and then you said to me, is it far? Is it far? And then you were like, 
And I was like, nah, no, nothing's far in Hong Kong. Like, you might have crossed a stretch of water, but it'll be about 10 minutes. <laughs> like, Dude, I can't believe it. It's like literally yeah. 50 meters from you. <laughs> Dude, yeah, right. shut up. Like, I know. I just, I don't know what <laughs> I was hallucinating that day. <laughs> um, yeah, but the duck was good. <laughs> or the the goose. Yeah, that was good. Okay. Yeah. Let's move on to the last section. So there are these like card games that people play to get to know each other and just get closer to each other. Um, I picked out a random few. And um, okay, so I'll ask the question and you guys think of an answer in your head. And then we will try and okay. guess each other's answer first. Okay. Okay. The first question is, I have one hour to spend 5,000 USD. Where would I go? Okay, so think of your answer first. Say, what was the question again? I've got 5,000 USD. You have one hour to spend 5,000 USD. Where would you go or like, what would you spend it on? I can't hear Long now. Can you hear Long? Oh, wait, I'm here. Okay. How did you hear that? Hear oh, okay. Okay, so Dan, you have an answer in your head, right? So me and Jacqueline will yep. try and guess first where you would go and wh what you would do with that 5,000 oh, USD in one hour. Okay, okay? Uh, okay right, yeah. Okay. okay, so Jacqueline, you go first. Wait, guys, l like, should we write this on a piece of paper so the person doesn't lie? <laughs> like, no, like, what if we, no, no, just don't okay. lie. Just, just guys, yeah, don't lie. lie. We need lie. to have some, like, some kind of trust between us, right? <laughs> yeah, some moral, moral standard here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait. So if I go first, like, do I guess yours first? Yes, Dan's one. Oh, I'm sorry, Dan, but like the first thing. I it's bad. I just know it already. <laughs> yeah, like the first thing that came to my mind was like some, I don't know, some like world class like escort stuff. <laughs> oh my God. I did not expect that. Dude, I don't it? know why. Okay, like, Dan, remember, no lying. Yeah. And that. It was between food and that. Because it's okay, you also have a time limit, one hour. Like there are a lot of things you can't do. But it isn't one, one hour, hour before I die or anything like that, is it? It's no, but it's just one hour. Like, like one of the things that I was like, okay, one hour you can spend on like a vacation. But, you know, I lost way longer than an hour. Give me some credit here. <laughs> okay, well, that was it was between food and that. Okay. And then long, long, I was the first thing that came to my mind was like, like some meet and greet um, experience with Oprah. Like, dude, I'm sure she charges like fifty to five hundred thousand. <laughs> so I have to yeah, but like some some kind of like yeah. experience. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. So Dan, uh, oh wait, okay. So Dan, is that correct? Um, actually, yeah, like it would be food. Actually, yeah, food yeah. would be number one, and then yeah. the second thing I'd be thinking of would be some next level massage or mm -hmm. like. Uh, okay, yeah, so the world class experience. escort. Yeah, yeah, right. So Jacqueline was right about that. Yeah. We clearly go to different massage places. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But it would be food and that because like five thousand US dollars isn't like a huge amount, right? Yeah, uh, but what can you eat yeah. in one hour? Yeah. Well, no one said I had to spend it all. No, you have well, yeah, no, that's you have true. To spend it all. But why would you not? Well, the thing is, the thing is, is like I don't know what I would want to spend on the. F I can tell you, it wouldn't be anything material, so it would have to be something experienced. 
and it would be oh. like when i think of the first thing it would be food like really decent food um and then i'll go for the massage maybe it goes over five thousand. maybe it's less yeah. but it wouldn't but really why change. don't you do the massage at the same time while you're eating because <laughs> he's gonna puke <laughs> yeah uh, good good one okay next question Who's next? oh yeah okay so next um what is my dream job everyone think of your dream job like really dream job ah dream job okay okay can i guess yes (laughs) okay for dan it's like something to do with like curating some kind of like uh historical kind of timepiece or like it doesn't have to be watches but something like in a museum or like some secret like government's uh i don't know like um furniture or something special like a painting or but something historical that might be like a top secret um item that's for dan and then for you it's oh my god it's like something bizarre like your job is to like like you know those panda huggers people that just like sue the baby pandas the whole day and they just hug them like something yeah. ridiculous like you just walk around the zoo the whole day and then just pet these and hug these pandas you know um i got one hang up. on wait wait yeah. so i want to say like okay okay so i think your dream job would be something like curating the patek philippe museum and also having budget to buy super rare pieces to go into there, which is kind of what curation is. Wait, who is it towards? Who this is, is it definitely directed you, to? right, Jack? Oh, is it me? Is he frozen? Is it me? Yeah, 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 it's you. Yeah, it's you. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. And then for Long? Oh, long was a bit more difficult, but I got like either for some reason right because i think we joke about it a lot mm-hmm. like serving coffee at starbucks right that's almost but, like up there for sure yeah but, but uh and then i was thinking no but you have such a respect for oprah you know if you could do something that oprah does where you get to meet and sit down having drinking starbucks you know eating as well while doing it that would be a pretty awesome job for you right where you pick who you want to pick because because part like you're you're very selective uh over who you want to meet because you want to maximize your time when you meet that person and learn and and and, yeah progress and that's kind of like what oprah does so if you had that job where you could suddenly meet these like certain people that you want to meet right and then sit down and have that one or two hours with them yeah without also the need to carry on that relationship afterwards. So it's just for that interview. That okay. would be pretty good, I guess. And with okay. cookies. Jacqueline, your turn. My turn. Yeah. Oh, I think for Dan, it would be something that has to do with escorts again. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I'll, I'll make it up to you on this one. Um, I think Dan, like, it's it's a boring answer, but I think it's somewhat true. Um, you you're, you enjoy being intellectually stimulated, so it has to do with like entrepreneurship or like a business of your own, um, 
where you can be the own boss and you decide what to do. So very simple answer, but that's what I first thought of. And then for Long Long, I don't know what it is, but something that has to do with very being very detail-oriented and um, that has to do with emotions because I feel like you don't express yourself um, often enough, but you, you're always seeking for that creative outlet to express more of yourself, just mm-hmm. maybe not face-to-face. Mm-hmm. So something along that route. I don't know why I thought of writer, mm-hmm. but ah, yeah, something okay. something along that. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, okay. I'll say my answer. Yeah. I actually yeah. think, yeah, both. It's very eerie how I think we know each other, but <laughs> I think it's a combination of both of what you said. Mm. So, uh, for sure, it would be something to do with um, watches, right? Because, like, I just love that, which is kind of like why I'm probably so happy, like, at the auction house, because mm-hmm. it's close to. Mm-hmm. It, at least on the same direction but then to have something of my own um i definitely need to be challenged i definitely need that like you say intellectual i need to be learning once i stop learning or once i stop like feeling i'm challenged or mm. oh you know there's something new for me to do i'll get bored mm. really easily mm. and so i'm always looking for the for the next thing so mm. And then there, I, I, yeah, obviously I'd love to be like my own boss and to some extent I am. And I love the freedom that that brings to me. So you guys know I'm a Sagittarius, right? So freedom's like the number one thing. Mm, yeah. So I, I love that. that. That has to be in my, whatever I, I my dream job. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I think it's flexibility of time, how I decide to use my time. Mm. Okay, Jack. Yeah, for me, like a few things popped into my mind, like I cannot lie, um, but to say that one of the things that popped up was like some sort of vintage watch curation. So in that sense, the museum would fit. Um, Another one that popped into my head was just like, I have so much money that I don't need to have a job and I can just live out my day. (laughs) Like Yeah, that popped uh, in my head too. Yeah, I can just live out my day um, um, doing ceramics, like throwing mud and then like making teapots out of it. Because I'm, as you guys know, obsessed with tea right now and like the the, the art of, of tea. And then the third one um, was sort of like I wanted to say like an otter uh, caretaker because I've growing up, I've always been obsessed with sea otters and I've watched like documentaries regarding sea otters so i just want to spend time with animals and then last but not least when i was saying long long's answer i was like hmm it would be because re- i'm reading the elon musk autobiography mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. like it would be really cool to be in the place of like an autobiographer to spend uh a year or two mm-hmm. with some of the most like talented and um you know genius individuals on this planet and just live their own lives but not as themselves but as an observer because i don't know if i would want to live their lives if i were given the chance um i think if you could just be there with them for a long period of time but still have the option to step out of it and go with your own flow that would be really insightful so okay 
Okay, well, I just want to yeah, so good. Like exactly the two things that I would want to do. Aside from like the, I would also, I wouldn't also, I mean, I also wouldn't mind being like the panda hugger person, but like on the side. <laughs> but yeah, I've always wanted to, but do it anonymously for writing, because then I feel like you don't have to waste so much time trying to like defend yourself. But then the yeah. uh, the thing about like being able to selfishly pick who I want to talk to and then just learn. And then, yeah. Okay, the last one, since we're running out of time, is more like, I just need answers from you guys. Okay, what's the worst advice a family member has ever given you? Oh, good question. Yeah. Plenty of that one. Because we have plenty, I think. I mean, being Chinese. (laughs) Well, I got plenty this summer. (laughs) Uh, how many do you want (laughs) let me just pick up my phone and scroll through the chats um well uh like one what when you asked that question one key brought back something like from a business way yeah from a key kind of advice on the business which i thought was like completely wrong Mm -hmm. yeah I get why I was told that, but it was wrong. I still think it's wrong, which is, um, so the actual example was restaurants, right? So mm-hmm. we opened a couple of restaurants within Shanghai and um, the decision was made to open two restaurants at the same time, right? But, um, you know, why, why that was wrong, like in my opinion, is because um, before you can expand, you need to prove the model, mm-hmm. right? You have to actually prove that it actually works. And you have to manage the risk as well. So you have to think like the worst case scenario. You can't be thinking this is definitely going to work because most of the time mm-hmm. it actually doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And um, if you, yeah, if it goes well, if you have two restaurants and you make more money, yeah. But what if it doesn't do well? The stress mm-hmm. of you still have all these like um, overheads and outgoings, which is you've just doubled that, mm-hmm. right? And um, you might also, well, because you spread yourself thinner, you um, can't put all your resources just into one to mm-hmm. actually tr- maybe try and make it work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so before you start massively expanding, like I think you should be proving the model to make sure one at least that it's like sustainable mm-hmm. um that you're not losing money at least before yeah i think when you do business the first thing don't lose money and mm-hmm. then try and make some money right okay. so that was i remember that because that that piece of advice was given again later mm. and um on a different project and the same things happened where i think ah, you know what, it would have made so much sense if you started smaller. So mm. it really left an imprint in my mind, mm. that, that particular advice of being wrong advice. Okay. Well, while Jack is thinking, I'll just tell you that one of the worst advice was always like, okay, your life begins after you get married. Um, so <laughs> I guess my life is really like, never going to start. <laughs> like... <laughs> so 
Yeah. For me, for me, it was like along that vein, <clears throat> which I got an earful this summer, which is um, <clears throat> I'm being a little harsh here because I know that the advice givers, um, they 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 gave it out of love, mm-hmm. but it was more so like, you know, uh, you don't you don't have to you don't have to work that hard. Oh, yeah. Why? Why? Why can't you? Why can't you just be happy with what you have? Mm. And then I said, <clears throat> um, "Is it so wrong for me to want to be better? Mm-hmm. Like, look at the people around me; they're smarter mm-hmm. and more hardworking." Yeah. And then that person said, "Yeah, but why compare yourself to those people? Yeah, you can compare yourself to like the people who never even." Yeah traveled abroad and this was a family member Mm -hmm. and I was and they were being completely serious they weren't you know being sarcastic or anything it was just so eye-opening and I know that the reason why they're saying is like I don't want you to be so tired like I don't want you to be so stressed out why can't you just be like happy and and come back home if you come back Mm -hmm. home everything will be fine like your life will be set in order you don't need to rent a place in the u.s you can go back to canada where you have a home or you can go back to china yeah so i got a year full of that um almost every day i was reminded of that when i was in china and then uh another advice and i'll just finish finish it um was um uh don't think so much like and it, it, it sounds like this is similar advice, but it's not because I've started to realize that with time, you know, if you guys had met me maybe five mm-hmm. years ago, um, I, I didn't have that much on my mind. And I don't know what happened, but now I was telling my mom about this. Like, I have to write down every single thing that I have to do even like a month in advance or else I'd be stressed out. And in a more serious format, it's like, okay, not just to-do list. Mm-hmm. With every single situation that's about to happen in my life, I have to think about, okay, if it goes right, what do I do? If it goes wrong, what do I do? If it doesn't go right, then like, what are the chances of it go- going right? And it's true. Like, I'm annoying. That's what my mom said to me. It's like, why are you being so annoying now? You weren't like that before. So now I'm thinking back, like, is that good advice to just not think so much? Because I can't help but think so much now. And I and I want to change. I just don't know how. Wow. So what you're so, saying is, like, before you were carefree, more carefree, and now you have to think because there's consequences. And I think that's part of growing up, right? It's just that some of the things that have happened to you in the last yeah, year, the consequences have been quite severe. So it, it's kind of... It, hit your system a little bit but do you know we're having this conversation in english right but i'm sure dan you can do it like if you translate this same conversation into chinese about right you're like yeah every parent like it's like such a neat thing yeah yeah yeah. yeah, and it's yeah. like, yeah. and you can translate it into Chinese of me saying, admitting that I know I'm annoying. Like, don't you understand? I can't help it. Like, I also want to change, but there must be some chemical reaction that's happened in my brain recently that made yeah. me like this. 
and um so so now i'm like okay maybe it is good good advice to to not think so much okay that was a sad way to end the podcast because it sounds like you have like chronic anxiety but like hey we can help you here okay (laughs) everything is fine this is a real talk episode yeah all right um guys if you feel the same as jacqueline like (laughs) reach out to her don't don't (laughs) okay um um as always like thank you guys seriously for supporting us we still read the messages and then we put it into our group chat and we feel so happy reading it and it makes like all this like Jacqueline just drove for nine hours I slept two hours like and Dan is fresh but like it just feels worth it okay so thank you guys uh we'll see you on the next one bye bye